Welcome to the St. Joseph Radio Presents live program broadcasting to you from the Rome of the West, St. Louis, Missouri. The program that for over 30 years has brought you eloquent speakers from across the globe to help explain, clarify, and evangelize the Catholic faith. Our program covers a variety of topics relating to current issues and occurrences in our daily lives. Now, with the aid of technology, we are able to bring the gospel message to the four corners of the world, where Christ himself did say, those who have ears ought to hear. It is our hope at St. Joseph Radio that through these programs, we can help evangelize the world and change one soul at a time. Now, here is your host to introduce today's guest and topic. Thank you, Matt. That was, uh, that was Matt Lagerman making the introductions. I'm your host today, Peter Karutz. We're here with Father Augustine Weta live in studio. Is that right? Yeah. Are God's, you live? God's always saying those redundant things, isn't he? Like, uh, yeah, those who have ears ought to hear. I mean, isn't that kind of self-explanatory? It's yeah. like it's like when he tells Moses, take your shoes off your feet. I think, what was there a possibility he was wearing them somewhere else? I don't get it. Why, why, why don't God's I think God's ways it... are not the ways of Augustine. So. <laughs> there you go. All right, so from now on, people with eyes should see, people with ears should hear, and people oh. with feet should wear shoes. Well, you know, that's actually an, old, an ancient uh, riddle that Jesus was making a rift on when he, oh. when he said that. I, it just occurs to me that in the Psalms it says they have ears, they have eyes that they see, they have ears that they hear not. What is it? So the riddle was, what has eyes but cannot see, ears but cannot hear, nostril but cannot smell, tongue but cannot taste? Uh, well, the first one is a potato, right? Eyes right. that cannot see. Oh, but, uh, that's good. Actually, no, you're wrong. Okay. The, the, <laughs> the answer is a statue. Oh. And see, because it has eyes, ears, and all that, but it can't do anything. And that's the and so the the psalmist was making a play on the riddle because they, he says, are just like what they worship. They have eyes, but they cannot ah. see the truth. They have ears, but they cannot hear because they worship statues, whereas we worship a living God. Well, now you can say you have a takeaway. You have learned something today, as I have learned something today. It's one of the few jokes in the in the. Well, the, there's another riddle actually, which is what is it that if you have more, if you have it, you get more, and if you if you don't have it, you lose what you have. And grace? Jesus says it's grace or faith. Yeah. Um, but in fact, the original answer to the riddle was a bucket. If you have a bucket, you ha- you get more. But if you don't have the bucket, you lose even what you oh, have. Oh, that's good. Right. But Jesus took the the, the riddle and turned it around. So so it, it's cool? uh, how do you where do you find these ancient riddles? Uh, I found them in a textbook uh-huh. on ancient Hebrew scriptures. <laughs> very cool, very cool. Well, you know, speaking of ancient Hebrew, do you know what the Hebrew word for bottle is? Uh, it's an coke? onomatopoetic uh, word. It, it's gluck gluck. Say it again. Gluck gluck. Well, that would be what you have. Yeah, a when, you, when you empty the bottle, it goes gluck 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 gluck, which is good. Yeah. Well, and it's probably good to learn these Jewish things, right? I mean, the totality of sure. scripture is written by Jews. Uh, was Luke Jewish? Maybe uh, Luke probably was not. Yeah. I think because he he models most of his stuff on ancient Greek historians. Yeah. It's Matthew, I think, who's the 
really sort of super Jewish about yeah. things. Yeah, but the rest of them are all Jews anyway. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I, I suspect Luke was a converted Gentile. I don't know. I, I'm, I'm way out of my area of expertise. Yeah, now, yeah, yeah. So. But most of them were, all of them are Jews. Maybe Luke was too. But anyway, what are we talking about here today? Other than learning about good riddles from the uh, yeah. ancient times. Yeah, well, a couple of weeks ago, I think you said something like, what, what's a day in the life of a monk? And, and, and I started to talk about it, but it felt uh, artificial. So instead, <laughs> what I did was I went back home, and I, I've actually been cleaning my cell. And I took the drawer of my desk, and I emptied it into this box. And I'm gonna, and, and it's it looks like a treasure box. It's, it's very cool wooden, box. And it has leather and little metal studs all over it. And, and it has little thingies over here that you could actually put a strap on it and uh, carry it around oh, your shoulder. Yeah, and, I never I mean, this saw is that. A, this is a proper box that's uh, made for traveling. Yeah, it's like uh, anyway, it looks like a treasure chest. So I'm decided to call it. Father Augustine's box of wonders. There you go. And so, if you ever, if you ever, so this is just straight out of my desk. Just everything that was in it. If you ever sort of wondered what a real monk's real life is like, if you could just raffle through all my stuff, this is what you get. I hope there's nothing embarrassing in there. I don't. Well, I, I'm banking that there isn't. Uh, but in any case, we get open it and you pull out things at random. And I'll try to relate that to the life of a monk and maybe something theological. This is a total experiment. This is this is cutting edge uh, post realism or something improv improv uh, radio. Now here. I don't know how how never been tried before and never in the history of radio or Catholicism has it ever been tried. But I'll tell you one thing: That's you right. you think that this is going to be cool, and you're right because you have one of those drawers that you could pull out and have a lot of stuff to talk about. You do, but you have never seen Father Augustine's office. Oh. He's got armor yeah. and swords and other weapons and carnivorous carnivorous car, plants that plants. eat. That's right. So this is this is going to be really really cool. Can't we'll wait. see. Can't wait. We'll All see. Right. Or it could be really boring, in which case you'll have an opportunity to pray. That's right. Contemplative prayer. You just sit there in silence. Oh, I got to tell you a funny story before we do. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I was, this is a year old story, but it came up this morning. Oh. So I was at um, something called Bacon. Do you know what Bacon is? Uh, it, uh, they haven't well, had it for I'm a while. Guessing this wasn't with your Jewish friends. No, it was okay. not. <laughs> no, it was at St. Anselm's over there in one of the back rooms. They had a, a program called oh, yeah. Bacon. It's like breakfast and Catholic Orthodox. You're aware ahead of me. Nonsense. Yeah, it, what it means is they serve you bacon. <laughs> they oh. have a great breakfast. But, but I they thought. Have a, I thought it stood for it something. It does, it does. Oh. I just don't. <laughs> I'm trying to gracefully say I can't I think it is remember. like breakfast and Catholic, oh, well, whatever. Uh, Catholic stuff. Now, uh, anyway. Facts. So anyway, so the speaker was trying to have a question answered real quickly. And one of the monks were there, one of your brothers, and I, th- I think it was brilliant. And he said, what is the first rule of, um, of, the, of a Benedictine? And he says, well, brother, you probably know that. Mm. You know what he said? What? Oh, nothing. Yeah. He And the speaker didn't get it. <laughs> <laughs> so the first rule is? Sil- yeah, silence. Yeah, 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 silence. And then the second rule is don't grumble. Oh, yeah, no grumbling allowed. Yeah. yeah. And the second rule is the more important one, I think, even more important. Well, Can you fight? to know. Huh? Can you fight? 
Well, no, he says that if a monk strikes, an, a monk is forbidden to strike another monk. Yeah, yeah. No except with permission of the abbot, of course. Yeah, well, <laughs> there you go. There you go. All right, so let's But talk. he'd rather we fight than grumble. I mean, well, one is more productive than the other, I would yeah, think. Yeah, at least it's out in the open when you punch somebody. Well, Father, I'm so glad you're here. Fun I'm so glad we're doing this. We talked about this a couple of weeks ago. So we're going to talk about the day in the life of a monk, and you're going to relate that to whatever happened to fall out of that drawer of yours. That's now, I right. see there's no padlock on there, so we don't have no, to I'm gonna shoot it off. No, I'm going to hand over the box of wonders. All right. So, oh, so I get to pick? And you pull something out at random and decide and, like, show. Oh, to me and my ask goodness. me what it is. Let's see. All right. Well, I'll give you an easy one to start with here. All right. Oh. Oh, well, uh, uh, look at what uh, I pulled out. That's my. F- I, okay. So, all right. There's a story behind that. The, uh, Father Father Karutz here. Peter Karutz. <laughs> Mr. Peter Karutz is holding up a holy card of St. Moses the Black. And it's. I, I make my own holy cards because. They never give you the really cool – well, all, all saints are cool, but I like the really obscure saints that nobody ever prays to because I figure, you know, they got extra time on their hands. And so I made my own holy card of St. Moses the Black. Um, ironically, what the, the icon that I like the most where he's beating up a bunch of people, uh, he, he was white in the icon. I'm like, if there's one saint <laughs> like in the history of the church – that we definitely know is black. It's Moses the Black, yeah. and and so I had He's to Photoshop a different yeah. head onto his uh, oh, onto his body. But very anyways, cool. Um, yeah, so that's Moses the Black, who was a brigand in the I think the third century. I'll tell the story. Converted. It's a great story. Well, okay, he worshipped the sun because he thought that the sun was the most powerful thing in the universe. And um, he was, uh, he liked to rob people. He was a really big guy. He's also called Moses the Strong or Moses the Ethiopian. And um, he swam across a river to steal a sheep for dinner. And the, the shepherd's dog barked at him. So, of course, he killed the dog. And then he was on a roll. So he killed all the sheep. And then the shepherds showed up. So he killed the shepherd too and, uh, and then left. And the locals apparently did not take to this. So they went chasing after him and chased him into the desert. He found this monastery uh, and he knocked on the door and the porter said, hello. And he killed the porter and he ran inside and hid. And then when the people came by looking for him, the monks hit him. And he said, well, why'd you do that? And they said, well, well because we, we worship Jesus. And he's like, but don't I scare you? He's like, And they're like, no, because we worship Jesus. He's like, well, this Jesus guy, like, he's got to be really tough. So I'm in. I'm joining this gang. So he became a monk. And it took him a while to kind of figure out that, you just, you know, you don't beat people up in this gang. Uh, in fact, some of his buddies came to rob the monastery. And he beat them all up, all four of them. And he tied them up and dragged them up to the abbot's office. And he was like, okay, boss, like, I realize we don't kill people, but we can still rough these guys up, right? <laughs> and the abbot's like, no, let them go, untie them. And they were so amazed that this this former friend of theirs had made such a conversion that they all decided to become monks as well. And uh, anyway, there are all kinds of great stories they tell about Moses the Black. Um, He's but a great saint. He's a great saint. He is, yeah. and, a great, and a really humble saint. Um, well, uh, talk about some other saints who are black. I think uh, Saint Pope St. Saint Victor I. Really? He was, he was African? Yep. 
Yep. Victor the first, Pope Saint Victor the first was yep. the black Abraham. Yep. That's and, cool. And I and I don't know about this, but I'm just helping. I need help with the geography. But this uh, uh, Simon the Cy- Cyrenian who helped Jesus with his cross isn't Cyrene in Africa? Uh, it could be. Whether that makes him a black African is is we I don't guess, know. Debatable. But Cyrene, yeah. I don't know. I don't know. I'll have to look that up. I don't know. Anyway, so so the, the this saint we were uh, at home doing some. Uh, Playing some games, and uh, so, uh, someone suggested I forget who it was that uh, they would quiz me on obscure saints. I'm like, what? <laughs> my son-in-law comes up with the the killer. He 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 said, "You'll never get this one." Yeah, you know what he said? Moses. He did. He yeah. said Moses the Black. Yeah. I said, "Are you kidding me?" <laughs> when he could have chosen Saint Andreas Wouters or or Mark T. Chinchong or uh, Takayama Yukon. Well, let me let me give you another one here. Uh, as oh, long as yeah, we're on holy okay. cards, because you hardly ever see a. First off, you don't see a lot of holy cards with the saint beating people up. You don't yeah, see that that's, every day. That's my favorite. And even rarer, do you see a saint with a demon on the cover here? Yeah, that's Saint Dunstan, the Jailer of Demons. He was a Benedictine monk and uh, an abbot, and he was a jeweler. And he was making a chalice late at night when a demon showed up to tempt him. And he reached around and grabbed the demon by the nose with the hot pinchers and uh, held him there until morning and made him promise never to bother monks again. So he's called the Jailer of Demons. What's his name again? Dunstan. Dunstan. Dunstanus. I like the name. Yep. Dunstan. Yeah. Yeah. He was a good one. So I made a holy card of him, too. Yeah. I, there's a bunch of holy cards in here, so we'll have to get some more of those. Now, I'm, I'm going to give you something a little easier here. I got a stack of papers. Oh, yeah. And this stack of papers has uh, six quadrants, and there's little, uh, those there's are, little yeah. pictures and weird-looking... Oh, wait a minute. These are not little monks. These are short monks. Yes. Well, that's... Okay, yeah. The, oh, this is... Next week is monk camp at St. Louis Abbey. And I put I printed out the wrong date on this, which is, I guess, how it ended up in my drawer. Uh, but yeah, every summer we have a, a camp for 7th and 8th graders, and they get little, little habits, and we give them special monk religious names, and then we play monk games... And then they come to all the prayers, do manual labor and stuff like that. I have no idea why they enjoy it, actually, but uh, they do. In fact, it's very competitive to get in. And uh, Is it really? Yeah, you got yeah. got a waiting they, list, uh, huh? We do, yeah. So Because we only take 8 to 12 kids a summer. And, and you give them Dominican habits, I see? Well, no. Actually, the habit that they're wearing is um, Printage Abbey in England has a special work habit that looks oh. a little bit like uh, an elf outfit, and they they make them in gray and well in gray. And so uh, I stole a Printage work habit from Printage Abbey and brought it back to the U.S. and made copies of it for our monklets. Very yeah, cool. Yeah, we call it. We also we call it we call it monklets, monk camp, monkapalooza, and burning monk if it goes poorly i think that's fantastic and i i, I gotta make a, a station identification but uh so i better do it right away this is saint joseph what is it saint joseph media media no radio it, radio saint joseph Online. radio presents coming to you live from saint louis missouri this is father augustin weta from hello from the saint louis abbey and uh, i'm gonna mention our phone number in case you would like a 
Ooh, copy of this particular oh. program or any other are one. Are we taking? We aren't taking calls today. I don't know. I'll have to ask Bob. Six three six four four seven six thousand. Six three six four four seven six thousand. After we take a break, I'll ask Bob if we can do that. That would be really cool. That would be really cool. Yeah. So, last question about monk camp. Yeah. So you, you, you religious, uh, not all priests, but you yeah. religious priests. When you take your vows, you also are given a new name, a religious That's right. name. That's right. Do these so kids I keep guessing. it? Uh, no, because I give them f- silly saint names uh. like Saint Dodo or Saint Mucus or <laughs> Saint. Uh, they're, they're a lot Boris or Saint Gleb or Saint Barfian. There, there are lots of great saint names uh, that go to waste. So uh, I've never met a brother Dodo, but. There really ought to be one. Yeah, you're holding a dental pick. I don't even know how. I, I do actually know how that ended up in my drawer. This this is what you <laughs> this is what you sneak into the to the abbey in case you need you can't find your sword. In case right? I have to Here, let, do let some me, last second tooth cleaning. I'm gonna drop it now. This yeah. is a world class uh, dental instrument. Listen, that's yeah, that's heavy duty. It's the real thing. It's because uh, we had a monk who was a wood carver. And apparently for doing really, really delicate work, you use a dental pick to sort of scrape out the little bits and a a Dremel and a dental pick. And when I started making my armor, he gave me a bunch of his wood carving stuff so I could make shields and helmets and things. My father was a check printer. And, uh, oh, I think he could lose a tooth there. Yeah, Yeah, I'm probably not qualified to self self tooth clean my my father was a <laughs> check printer and if you if you look look at checks they have the they they have uh numbers on them right so and they start with zero and they go to one or whatever but when in the old days when you used to check print when you used to print checks you had to go to the press and you actually had to move it move those numbers so that they would oh, line up Oh we're not talking properly. about people from Czechoslovakia No 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 okay, check good. printer yeah right, yeah okay. and so the, he had an instrument that was just like that, only it had a big knob on it. So I used to carry that around on me with, with me on planes, just in case I needed it until I what? got caught. <laughs> Wait, what? You had a it a looked just like that. No, no, a... it looked just like that. Only instead of a hook at the end of it, it had a really sharp finger. Why? Because when you had these rotating uh, series of numbers, you had to actually physically move them to the right sequence, and then you could print your checks. And you needed a sharp finger with a knob to do that? I didn't do it. I just, I, well, I saw it done once. That's but, weird. Yeah, yeah. All right, so here's some more weird I stuff. I what that's called. There's got to be a word for that instrument. I bet it's a good word, too. I have a decal here. On what the back it says, I think it says bones, maybe? Uh, bones decal. And then on the, uh, and it's not that on the front, so. Oh, bonus decal. Oh, bonus. Yes. Someone sent me, okay. That that's bizarre that I still have that. Uh, I just dropped it on the floor, so it's gone now. What? Yeah, there it is. Yes. Uh, someone. Uh, okay. Years ago, I was nearly attacked by a shark, and it was on the news and in and, the on the internet too. And yes, if you wanna if you wanna check it out, you can look. You can Google surfing monk ne- uh, nearly eaten by shark. Uh, and ever since then, people have been sending me like shark stuffed animals and shark this and that and somebody sent me a no sharks symbol it's on my computer actually 
but along with it, they sent me this decal of Our Lady with the Rosary. So I'm going to put it right here on the desk. Oh, maybe, right. And it's here for here good forever. now. Uh, so this is the bonus decal that they sent me. Very cool. That's bizarre. I probably need something like that on my anyway, phone. So you can sort of, I'm not really sure what you'd use it for. But anyway. So I'm going to take a real chance. Uh, huh? It would remind you to say the rosary. It would, wouldn't I it? I tend to say the Jesus prayer, but I love the look of a rosary. So I make tons and tons of roses, rosaries, uh, but then I tend to use them to say the Jesus prayer. I happen to bring my bag of junk. Yeah, and, that was another thing that inspired Is that oh, what you're yeah. talking about? Lord Jesus, have mercy on me, a sinner. Is that what it says? Yeah. Yes, it does. We were yeah. What, this thing is square. How does that work? Is that just to make it unique, or are these little holes in the sides? Well, I, I found these, or a buddy of mine found them, and I bought them until they couldn't buy them anymore. But they have horn, there's, it's square. There's a hole in each corner. It makes it easy to put on your keychain. Oh. And yeah, it, the Jesus prayer. You can't go wrong with the Jesus prayer. The I the I I'm fond of telling the kids that it's the mo- Jesus is the most important word in the Bible, and it's and you know it's important because in the Old Testament, like the whole story revolves around this one moment where God reveals His name to His people, and and that's and that's super duper important because other gods don't have this personal relationship with people like the. Uh, I'm actually thinking. Well, the in fact, it, it um, a lot of the Greek and Roman legends like drive home the point that you can't really have a personal relationship with God because He's immortal. Uh, in fact, there's a great the the story of Dionysus's mother, Sibylle. Sibylle. Anyway, Semele. Anyway, she um, she uh, Zeus came down and seduced her. And she was so in love with him, and he was so in love with her that he said, I'll give you anything you ask for. And she said, okay, I would like to see you in your true form. And he said, oh, no, now i got to do it. So he showed it to her, and she exploded because no one can see God, right? But, but that's the beauty of our religion is that God has this personal relationship. He gives us his name, and then because he's human, truly God and truly man— you can truly see God, and you can use his name anytime you want. Uh, and it has all the power of the tetragrammaton, the word revealed to Moses from the burning bush. Um, but you can use it constantly. So all the way back with the very, very first monks, they said this prayer, Lord Jesus Christ, Son of God, have mercy on me, a sinner. Lord Jesus Christ, Son of God, have mercy on me, a sinner. In fact, the book that that tells you all about how to say this verse, says you should, called The Way of the Pilgrim. It says you should say it 19,000 times a day. We're reading that book. We literally start reading that really? book this morning. Yeah, yeah and it, it in references... In our Bacon group? In our, no, 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 in our men's uh, other men's group. But it, oh, it, cool. it quotes the Philokalia? Philokalia. Philokalia. Philokalia yeah. a lot, too. Yeah. Uh, and, yeah, sure. And it, and it talks about, uh, talks about uh, or at least we uh, referenced, I think it's Thethel... Thessalonians, where uh, Paul says we have to pray continuously or constantly, or whatever. Mm. And the Eastern Church monks, the first uh, contemplatives. Yeah. Uh, what this this uh, buddy of ours who will be on the radio someday said, it, it's almost like breathing. It's like you have. No, the no, in-breath. you're supposed to say it with your breath. Yeah. Yeah. It, the first have you? I mean, Western monks say it too. It's. It, I mean, the, there was no back when these prayers were invented. There was no. 
uh, distinction between the Eastern and Western churches. So uh, it's part of our tradition as well. The Roman tradition is to say the Jesus prayer and to say it as you breathe. Yeah, Lord Jesus Christ, Son of God, have mercy on me. Well, not quite like that, but yeah. As you inhale, you say, have mercy on me, a sinner. Yeah, so yeah. it's almost in and the out, the breath. It just keeps keeps mm-hmm. going and going and going. And he's, he said, I thought it was in the way of the program. I'm, now I'm getting confused. I think the novices are supposed to say it 3,000 times a day, but that, that's okay, just, but that's just the start. That's just well, the I, start. the monk who taught me to say the Jesus Prayer, Father Luke Rigby, um, he said it all the time. And I remember on his deathbed, he was saying it, and we were, we were keeping watch, and we do it in shifts. Two monks pray on either side of the bed as you're dying. And uh, he went into a coma but he kept saying the prayer, even in his coma. He was, his lips kept moving. It's pretty cool. He'd said it so long that it became part of like his unconscious. And that's what we're supposed to. I think that's what Paul is telling us to do. That we pray should be, always pray, pray always. Ceasing. And and yeah. I guess this morning we tried to use the word worship instead of pray. We're not really yeah. asking for stuff. We're really just worshiping. Yeah. So. Oh no. Okay, well, I'm about to get you in trouble. Shame on me for even having that. Should I? Should I just put yeah, it? Yeah, no, 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 right. no. There's a I, story behind it. So I, I, I was very congratulatory to you a couple of years ago when you got your first check for pr- publishing yeah. a book. That's and right. I, and you said, Man, I didn't have it very long." Yeah. Well, I carried it around with me and showed people because it was like it was for like nineteen thousand, uh, nineteen thousand. Everything's is several thousand, like. I don't know. It was Ten a lot of million money, dollars, something like that. Well, yeah. sixty thousand copies have been sold, so it was something like thirty thousand bucks. But and the 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 our uh, economist came up to me and grabbed it. He's like, "Give me that before you lose it," because I knew I was never going to see the money, so I might as well hold the check. But that right there is uh, a. Uh, uh, oh, no, no, okay. We're going to save this for after break. Oh boy, because we don't have I'm enough in trouble. time to talk about it. Okay. So in case anyone wants to uh, listen in, in case you need to, you know, get prepared for confession, yeah, so you can it's get a forgiveness. Scandal! You're going <laughs> to introduce this. We're going to scandalize the faithful on St. Joseph Media. That's right. So, but before we go, I'm going to give you a little bit of a teaser. Next Saturday, which I think is first Saturday, I hope. Uh, over at St. Angela Marisi, we start out with First Friday, I guess. There's going to be Mass at 6 o'clock, and, on, uh, and there will be a speaker, Ray Gerard. He'll also speak on Saturday. So if you could join us for Mass at 6 p.m. on First Friday, and then on eight, at 8 a.m. on Saturday, there'll be a little bit of coffee in the lunchroom, and then we'll have Ray Gerard speak. And he's going to be, he's, he's going to be talking about some uh, research on the subject of miracles and extraordinary experiences involving the Eucharist, oh. which has happened many, many, many times. So uh, b- as we go to break, of course, I teased you about this thing Father's going to get oh, huge boy. trouble about. But please, tell a friend. Tell them that we're here on the radio and you're finding out all about a day in the monk's life. That's Father Augustine, a Benedictine monk at, what do we call it, St. Louis Abbey? St. Louis Abbey. St. Louis so Abbey. So all your friends to become monks of St. Louis Abbey. Yeah, or at least go there, go to Mass and yeah. pray. So go tell a friend. We'll be back in about two minutes. Yahoo.
Looking for a way to teach your children about our Catholic faith? Colby Academy has the solution, offering a curriculum that is loyal to the magisterium, classical, Ignatian, flexible, and affordable. Colby can help with all your homeschooling needs. We offer a wide range of services, including live online courses for those looking for assistance teaching their students, recorded self-paced courses for those who want teacher instruction while needing the flexibility to move at their own pace, and traditional homeschool courses for maximum flexibility in home education. Our support services include advising for parents, record keeping and transcript services, a grading service, standardized testing, and guidance and college counseling. For more information, check out their website at colby.org. That's K-O-L-B-E dot org. Or give them a call. Area code 707-255-6499. That's 707-255-6499. It's Colby Academy. St. Joseph Catholic Radio is proud to announce the launch of SJEN-TV, the St. Joseph Evangelization Network. SJEN-TV is a premier online Catholic broadcasting network providing quality Catholic programming 24 hours a day, 7 days a week. We have programming such as live studio interviews, St. Joe's Java speaker presentations, current Catholic issues, and the pro-life series. We're featuring the many talented speakers out of Orange County, California, and the Archdiocese of St. Louis, Missouri including Professor John Gresham, Father James Mason, Karen Nokemper, Rick Hollerick, Bill Federer, and many more. To review the program list, go to sjen.tv or on Roku, sjen.tv. All this programming is free, and we are welcoming sponsorship of new programs. Find out more at sjen.tv. Well, we're back, and I guess he got us ta- caught us talking. We listen to commercials, but we also talk. So this is St. Joseph Radio Presents Coming. Coming to you live from the Rome of the West, St. Louis, Missouri. I'm your host, Peter Karutz, and we're with Father Augustine Weta. Yahoo! Who can sing and chant and do that other Chinese thing. What did you call it? Not Chinese. I, I've been tra- taking Mongolian throat singing well, lessons. Well, where is Mongolia? Well, that's true. Good point. Okay. Yeah. But it is well, Mon- But I don't think they consider themselves... Do they consider themselves Chinese? I don't know. I don't think so. I don't know. No, someone's going to have to consult the interweb about that. But today's program mm-hmm. is a little bit unusual. I bet the Chinese consider them Chinese. Yeah. <laughs> but I wonder whether they do or not. Uh, like the well, Taiwanese. The Taiwanese, too. That's right. That's right. Well, a couple of months ago, we had a little program, and I brought out my, my bags of junk that I have uh, in my car that... You know, I give away or I have. I have little coins. It's and not codes. junk. It's holy metals. Holy metals. They're not blessed, though, but uh, oh, yeah. someone will have to take care of that for me. I can do that. So Father said, I'm going to bring my tr- – so what does he do? I have little plastic bags of stuff. He brings literally a, a leather-bound treasure, treasure chest – and uh, we have, uh, what do we have in here, Father? Filled with, uh, no, what I did was, I because you asked me to talk about what life is like in the monastery, but I, I thought that felt weird. So I just, <laughs> I took my, I've been cleaning out my office, I took my dust drawer and I emptied it into this box. So I don't know what's exactly what's in there. So believe me, he doesn't know. You to pick out something scandalous. So I have something scandalous here, and uh, yeah. as I said before, Father is a published author with at least three books now. Yeah, and uh, another one on the way. But I found something that he'll have to probably talk about yeah. with his abbot. It is a prepaid Visa card with all kinds of scribble on it because it's not worth the 
the, the value that it says anymore. Yeah. I, I thought you folks weren't supposed to have money. We're not. And see, that's that's why this is such a scandal. Well, it's not really. But what happened was, okay, so, so we can't have any money, right? Uh, but if somebody wants to give us a gift, then we have to take that gift and ask the abbot if we can keep it. Now, you could say, give me a rosary or something, which would be great. But if you want to sort of skirt the rules, yeah. you might give me an Amazon gift card. Ah. So then I take the gift card to the abbot, and I'm like, can I keep this gift? And the abbot <laughs> will say, yes, because what else are you going to do with a gift card? But this person gave me a $100 Visa debit card, uh, which I then took to the abbot, and he said, all right, discourage people from doing this, but you may keep this one. There you go. But you've scribbled on it because it yeah, must have been I, used. Uh, yeah, so I must have uh, – what did I – what did I get? Oh, I remember I went on Etsy, which is some sort of eBay type thing, and I bought some ancient Roman coins Ooh. with it. Yeah, and what was really cool was I, 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 I bought the coins, and then the person who sold them to me said, are you the monk from who wrote the book about humility? And I was like, yeah. And they said, do you make rosaries? I said, yeah. And they said, I'll trade you some more Roman coins for one of your rosaries. So it turns out I, I'm pre- it, 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 it turned out to be sort of uh, providential anyway that I ended up with this Visa, uh, whatever, debit card, gift debit card. So, Very cool. Very but, cool. But as you ever a matter get the Roman? of fact, I really shouldn't have them. I did, and I gave them away to kids. Because they were pretty cool. They're, they're, they're. I mean, they're, they're. They were uncleaned Roman coins, uh-huh. so you had to. Sort of, I had to sort of polish them up, and yeah. uh, most of them were from second, third century Constantius, that kind of that that time. I was watching so uh, late antiquity that History Channel um, 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 series called Porn Stars. No, <laughs> yeah, Pawn Stars. What I say. You said porn. Did I really? Oh, yeah, you did. Boy, now, <laughs> I hope you're not watching that. <laughs> there's a good, there's Either. a good reason to fire me now. Yeah, but porn, it, porn stars. stars, and what they do is it, when, when <laughs> I, I, they they do porn yes. stuff. Anyway, but they bought a, uh, oh, <laughs> they bought man. a piece of, live radio, baby. Ooh, they bought a piece of silver from the time of Christ. You know, could have been one of, and the really? guy says, this could have been one of the pieces of silver that Judas, Judas got. Yeah. He, and, and the guy said, no, no, it couldn't. He says, yeah, yeah, it could have. If it was and anyway, so I've been on, AD, yeah. yeah, I was on uh, eBay. I say that right too. And yeah. they cost a fortune. Really? I mean, I would love to have one, but it cost a fortune. Oh, so boy. you, but you got cool, uh, cool Roman coins. Cool. I'm eating right. a, a mint because I've been practicing my Mongolian throat singing in the car, and it's really hard on the throat. you got to do that an hour a day or so, don't you? Well, sort of like I'm supposed to, but I haven't been practicing. All right, Father, there's some boring stuff in here, but I'll, I'll pick yeah. one boring thing. We'll flip off here real quickly. There you go. All right. Now, what in the world is this, and that why is, is it here? Some don't black you have upholstery thread. Don't you have people to do this, Father? Well, no. See, okay. So... I wear my habit everywhere, and most of the young monks do. And hold on, I'm gonna have them. <laughs> Sorry, I had to get rid of that mint. Um, uh, but but I am not particularly um, what is it uh, competent uh, or something. And so I'm constantly ripping my habit, taking the buttons off. Um, and so I always – and upholstery thread is extra thick, like 
thread. So I always carry a, a roll of black upholstery thread and a needle with me wherever I go so that I can sew up my habit if I am jumping a fence and it, tri- it rips on there or something. In my house, I'm the, I'm the seamstress as well, but I'm yeah. a lazy seamstress. So when I, when I, do, th- when I do thread, uh, I'll ask you, do you double it? Or quadruple it, or do you just go single thread? Can you quadruple it? Yep. I don't know how to do that. I should though. Oh man, you get you get some real tight. Yeah. Well, I knots. double it though. Yeah, for sure. So uh, I've pulled out something else, and you alluded. Oh, I've to been this. looking for those. Yeah, you've been alluding to this uh, a little bit. So I know that you have certain hobbies and armor making and uh, yeah, uh, plants that eat dinner with you. Uh, but you also <laughs> do something else with these. Yeah, so you picked out a a bunch of uh, rosary. Uh, well, actually, they're just plain beads. Interesting, um, interesting bit of trivia here. The word bead comes from the Middle English word bid, which means prayer. Oh, so beads were were used for prayers long before they were used for jewelry. Interestingly, uh, but yeah, these are some. Uh, I think this is rose jasper. Anyway, yeah, so I make rosaries. I have a lot of trouble sitting still. I tell the kids that it is proof that God exists, <laughs> that I am a monk, because otherwise I'd never be able to sit still that long. Uh, but during my meditation, when I'm having trouble sitting still, I'll make rosaries. Very cool. And, uh, yeah, so these are some beads from my rosary-making kit. I saw an odd, what I thought was odd-looking rosary, and he said, no, it's not a, it looked like a rosary. It's called but, a tchotchke, probably. Yeah, I don't know what it was. Was he orthodox? He, it, it, well, no, but what he used it for was the Jesus prayer. There were a hundred yeah. beads. Yeah, around. it's a tchotchke. Well, uh, in Russian, I think they call it tchotchke. Oh, yeah. Yeah, it's, yeah, they, um, I think, yeah, I think, I think it's called a tchotchke. Could be wrong. All right. So. <laughs> you just feel that, that needle there is because I'm allergic to everything. And I have to give myself allergy shots periodically. Is that's, that right? Well, that's yeah. Good. I am not uh, an intravenous drug user. That's good. That's good. No, no. All right. So that was that's pretty interesting. Speaking of which, my <laughs> new favorite saint is uh, Mark T. Chinchong, who was an opi- he was an intravenous drug user, but he was an opium addict in the turn of the century. And his parish priest told him it was a mortal sin, and he was going to hell unless he could stop. And he was like, well, I can't stop, so I'm just going to have to get martyred, which he did. So went to heaven, but never did manage to kick the opium habit. Uh, the thorn in the side, right? Yeah. 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 Well, that's something unusual. You usually don't find needles in the, yeah. in the monk's well, that's, drawer. Yeah. I, I, I have, I'm allergic to, like, everything. And Are St. Louis really? is the worst place in the world for people with allergies. Well, I'll, uh, so I have to give myself shots. Oh. Well, I'll tell you, I never didn't think I had allergies till I moved here. This looks like an honest to goodness all put together rosary. Yeah, I think I must have made that one. Yeah. I yeah. forgot it was there. Yeah. It, I'm gonna... Oh wait, no, that isn't one of mine because it doesn't have the fishing lure swivels between the Our Fathers. Oh. Yeah, that's it my is... my patented idea is to put. Well, it's not patented. I think I got it from somebody else, but. Uh, it keeps it from getting tangled. I I, I put little s- fishing lure swivels between the oh, Our Fathers. That's very cool. I'll give you the on the radio. You probably can't see the color, but the color is peridot. And if you think really? I'm a guy who actually knows his colors, there's only one reason I know that that's peridot. How do you know that? <gasps> because my you mother bought me that as a birth. It's my birthstone. Well, see, here's one of the ones I made. Holy you can see, smokes. yeah, it's extra heavy duty. Oh wow! It. Uh, 
It has the, the you see the fishing lure swivels that keeps it I from do. getting uh, getting tangled up. This is this is a weapon. I mean, this is heavy. Yeah. This is, this is what do you what is it? What is stone or something? Uh, that's the rose jasper. That's the same stuff. Oh, as is this, it? I think. Holy smokes! Very. Yeah, cool. I like to make them nice and heavy so Very you really cool. know you're praying. Yeah. So and great mm. cross too. So let me just complain, and I'll probably get thrown out of this Uh-oh. organization too. But. Knights of Columbus rosaries are too flimsy. I've gone through with them, too many of them. They gotta upgrade. Maybe you can consult with them, Father. This what is about beautiful. the Knights of St. Peter Claver? Maybe they make better rosaries. We have to start making rosaries. You know what we are gonna do? This is a secret. Nobody knows yet. So, I'll teach you. Would you? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. We're also thinking about starting to give away. Well, I'm not going to say that. You're no. the only white knight of St. Peter Claver, right? <laughs> no, I'm not the only, the only one, that one I know no. of. No, well, there's there's not a there's not a lot, but there's there's a couple. There's, That's awesome. Though. Yeah, yeah. I no. got to meet those guys. I've never met a knight of St. Peter. Claver. We have a meeting coming up, and we would love you to. to I will meet come. With us. I will be there. So, as I mean, as long as you said it, maybe a lot of people don't know about the knights of Peter Claver. So, who who was St. Peter Claver? St. Peter Claver was, I think, he was a Jesuit. Who came from Spain and he he was uh, he went to Cartagena, where the hmm. slaves were being taken off the boats, uh, and there were so many more slaves brought to South America and other parts of the world, the United States. But there were hmm. obviously when they came off the boat, they were quite literally dying, and he he basically nice. ministered to them. So he's known wow. to have baptized hundreds of thousands, if not millions, wow. of people. So Saint Peter was Clay, he himself black? No, he was Spain. Oh. He was from Spain. Huh. Yeah. So he's the patron saint of the Knights of Peter Claver. And there's huh. knights and ladies. So the what, reli- what what religion? He what was, order was he in? Was I, he a diocese? No, a I think he was I think he was Catholic and I think well, he I know was he was Catholic. He was Jesuit. Oh. Well, you know. They're okay too. Yeah, they are. I didn't right. want to put they a plug keep, in for him, but keep, you made me. They keep stealing our thunder, <laughs> you know. We used to be the great educators. Then these Jesuits come along. Well, anyway, we give them another 800 years, then we'll take them seriously. <laughs> you, you've been around longer than that. <laughs> isn't there an old, I hope I don't, I will get this wrong, but isn't there an old uh, quib between the Benedictines and the and the Jesuits? Why were you yeah, founded? To, yeah, yeah. What, what? Go ahead. Well, I think that the Benedictines were founded in order to uh, uh, fight a particular heresy. No, and, no. Oh, Oh, Peter, I've got this totally shame, wrong. Shame. Oh, boy. No, I know what you're referring to. Yeah, (laughs) bing. No, the Benedictines were founded to pray. That's why we we have the most basic vocation of all. That's why we've never gone out of style. Uh, No, the the, the quip you're thinking of uh, is the Dominicans were— the the joke is that a Dominican—you ask a Dominican why they were founded, and he says to to get rid of the Albigensians. You ask a, a, a— Jesuit, why they're funny, says to get rid of the Protestants. And the, Je- and the Dominican says, you see how effective they are? You ever heard of an Albigensian? Where are they now, right? Yeah, that's a good one. But uh, no, the Dominicans weren't founded for any particular reason except to pray. Which is that's it. the best reason we could be exactly. around. Exactly. Yeah. And it's why we end up having to save civilization every couple hundred Thank years. Thank you very much. Yeah. yeah. And You're that welcome. rule of St. Benedict's been around for a long time. And, <laughs> and what what is the purpose of life. You know, I recently bought a copy of the Baltimore Catechism, which kind of Did puts you, yeah. it fairly succinctly. To, to Why did God make you to know him, love him, and serve him in this world, and to be happy with him forever in the next? You've read it. 
So I pulled something else out of here, and I uh, I don't know what yes. it. I think I know what it is. I don't know what it's for. It's some kind of a <laughs> me- mechanical thing of. Uh, okay. Well, All right. So here's the thing. Okay. So I have made several full suits of armor. I made a complete set of uh, Viking armor, uh, samurai armor, Roman armor, Greek armor. Um, I think that's it. Maybe I don't know. Oh, oh, and crusader armor. And so, but uh, you know, I don't have a budget, so I have to make it completely out of things I find in the trash. Um, so I go to the school dumpster and I dig out all these pieces of metal and stuff, and I arrange it. Anyway, this is just a buckle from a piece of luggage that I ended up using. I, I had four of them, but three of them I used to make my samurai armor. And this fourth one just ended up in the drawer. You know, I don't even have one set of armor in my house, so I. I, I well, think... Peter, you need to get on this. I know, I know. I'm slipping. J- I'm J- slipping. Saint Peter says, "Put on the armor of Christ." That's right. You yeah. Gotta... How come we never see Peter with a sword in this statue? You do. Do we? Yeah, he's all. He's that's his standard iconography, isn't it? Oh, I don't know. I don't yeah, because he was beheaded. Oh, <laughs> Saint Peter. Oh, Peter. I'm sorry. Uh, Paul. Did I say Peter said that? St. Paul said put on the armor. I'd rather Christ. mess up like you than mess oh, up like no. I did earlier. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> did I say Peter said that? Uh, St. Paul said no, put on no, the armor. No, no, no. I'm sure Christ. you're right. All right. So now I have a, a particular. Peter's shown with keys. Paul's shown with yeah. sword. I have a particular <laughs> bit of torture <laughs> instrument that okay, okay, I am there, yeah. really wondering. Everything There, too, has a story. Okay. So this is. Uh, it is a milk frother. <laughs> yes, of course it is. I never and heard it such you, a thing. You take it, you stick it, it, it has a little fuzzy thing on the end, you stick it in the drink, it goes, brrr, it goes back and forth. Somebody gave this to me because I roast my own coffee. Yes. We had years and years, we run a high school, my monastery does, and uh, years and years ago, one of uh, one of the, our alumni bought, well, no, well, owned a coffee company. And so he took me out and we tasted coffee together, um, which is a, a really tremendous experience. It's if you do it the way professionals do it, you got you squish it around in your mouth and spit it out, and then he says, "Oh, this has notes of dark cherry and a grapefruit aftertaste and a smooth mouthfeel." It's all very pretentious, um, but it does actually help you to taste. The coffee. Oh, there we go. There, I got it working. Boom, oh, boom, boom, I thought you did that, you know, maybe for the milk. <laughs> it's amazing yeah. what you find. Um, so anyway, I, I make my own coffee for the faculty at the school. and um, But but I can't make cappuccinos because they don't have a frother. But then they one of the teachers got me this $20 milk frother. It was a gift, wasn't to, it? Uh, yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah I yeah. couldn't afford so this is well, St. Joseph Radio Presents coming to you live from St. Louis, Missouri. I'm your host, Peter Karutz. And if you haven't guessed already, we have Father Augustine <laughs> Weta on here. And my milk frother. <laughs> His milk frother. We're doing a, a day in the life of a monk, and Father very courageously decided he would just take his dr- first drawer, which is usually my drunk drawer, dump it drunk into— Drunk drawer. Boy, you're good. Today you're really you're really on a roll. Junk trunk drawer. Your drunk drawer. And I I'd like to see your drunk drawer actually. <laughs> it's it's a it's that fun. is a st- my brother-in-law 
is uh, is a Black Hawk helicopter pilot and used to carry Navy SEALs to the various missions. And he got me a Navy SEAL backpack, a black. Oh, wow. Navy SEAL, but it had too many straps, so I cut the strap off of the backpack. That, that's how I did it. Because when I started traveling to promote the book, I had to have a fancy backpack to keep all my stuff in. Tell me about your book, uh, Father, because I, I, I think it's everybody It's on humility, already, of course. Everybody has a copy of it by now, but. Uh, it's, it's called Humility Rules, or if you want to pronounce it entirely correctly, Humility Rules. Um, it's about, it's about St. Benedict's 12-step guide to genuine self-esteem. And you know what? I, I, uh, I'll tell you this. It sounds like a fun and funny book, and it is. But it's also a very, um, a very meaningful book too. I have a, I have a, a client who was dying of cancer, oh. and uh, I had coffee with him one day, and I said, "How do you have such a good attitude?" And uh, he said, "You know, I, 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 I just happenstance stumbled on this book called." Oh, you're kidding me! No, I, humility you have not rules. Told me this story. Wow. Yeah. And uh, and he was dying Holy of all cat. kinds of oh twelve different kinds of cancers, and but he had okay, such well a that, wonderful attitude. Oh. But the point of this story, Father, is yeah. one. Of course, your book made a great change in his life. Wow! But yeah. he didn't die of cancer. Oh no! He he died in a farming accident, and he oh. had he had oh. a heart attack, and and was on a track and died. So See, that's why I don't worry about stuff. That's what I'm saying. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, people are like, okay, so I have Parkinson's and was just re- and just recently got an, an operation for it. But my thing is, like, people are saying, well, you're living in denial. But frankly, like, I could get hit crossing the street, and then all that worrying about Parkinson's would be for nothing. Right? Absolutely, yeah. I'm I mean, just, he got his he's got his life in order, and he he lived his life the way he should have. Yeah, and he he died went, of a went, heart attack. Yeah, he died <laughs> of a heart attack. See, it so just we, goes to show you. Yeah, that there's something like that in the Bible about not knowing the day or the hour or That's something right. like that. That's All right, right. Father. I, th- now, this is... Yeah, I got... Oh, speaking of which, yeah, I got... Uh, something. Uh, I'm saying Mass for the first time again at the old folks' home where I always say Mass. Oh, good. And uh, called Town and Country. And I love those people because they don't really take me very seriously. But I was I was preaching to them not long ago, and I, I, I really ham it up because they really like it when it's loud. They don't really care what I say as long as it's loud. So I said, vanity, vanity, all is vanity. Who knows, any one of you could be dead tomorrow. <laughs> and uh, Miriam, who is asleep in the front row, she wakes up just long enough to look at me and go, heck, I thought I could be dead last week. <laughs> right? Which, again, just shows you, you know, you, you worry and then – you don't God know. You just don't different. know. You could spend. There's a book called The Alchemist, and it has a prohibit. Oh, yeah. it's a great book. It might. I picked it up in South America for my wife. Yeah, it's and it's turned out to be a international things. popular. Yeah. But one of the things in there is it says you should never go to a fortune teller. A man should never know the day he's going to die, uh, uh, because you'll now take all the fun out of your life, and then yeah. you shouldn't know about the good things that are going to happen because then all the surprise is gone. So don't worry. Live yeah. today for the now. Yeah, I read The Alchemist at one Did point. Did you really? I thought that, yeah, I, but now I can't remember. I thought that, that, yeah, there's something about him going to a fortune teller, isn't there? An admonishment against us. Yeah, it's a young, oh, it's a young okay. boy who's seeking his personal legend. 
and, and he, he's in Spain and he travels to Africa and he wants to go to the pyramids. And, you know, I won't tell him anymore. It's a okay. really good book. Yeah, I should reread that. Yeah. Yeah. So I pulled something else out of the box here, Father. Well, I don't, I don't have the slightest. It looks nice, but and I think it's silver, but I don't know what it is. Uh, it could be. I think that this was, this is, again, supposed to be part of a piece of armor of some sort. It's a clasp from a piece of jewelry that somebody didn't want anymore. And so they gave it to me thinking maybe I could incorporate it into a piece of armor. So, All right. Uh-oh. All right. So uh, I, I once uh, got in trouble for calling you Gus, and I didn't do it. Ah. But maybe now I'm going to call you JC. Oh, yeah. What did I pull out? Uh, that is my Oxford University library card. Boy, and it's, Have you been uh, to Oxford? Uh, I, I see. Back around 1930, I think, as an apology to the monks for stealing all of their monasteries, <laughs> Oxford, which was all monks at one point, is that right? I didn't yeah. know. In fact, to, to take your exams, you have to wear what they call subfusk, which is a sort of modified monastic habit. Oh, yeah. Um, but um, they gave a house of studies to the Benedictines. So when I became a monk and they determined that I was not fit for practical work, <laughs> they decided to send me to Oxford to study theology, which I did. And this is my library card. Very from, cool. Uh, yeah. Yeah, it was. It was. It was. Um, the, it, it was. There was a lot of heresy involved, <laughs> but it. But they were smart, all right, boy. Well, let me let me give you a little hope, and I'll expound a little heresy. I've said this, I, a, I, a, a yeah. lot. I think that. Well, I don't. It's hard think, not to expound heresy <laughs> for me, especially. But um, you know, a couple of years ago, um, hundreds of thousands, I think six hundred thousand Anglicans came back into the church, yeah. and I think it was Pope Benedict who gave them the personal ori, uh, personal. Um, Ori Orientum or something. Oh, per, right. Or, they yeah. have a special um, uh, ritual. Yeah, it's uh, not a yeah, rite, but it's Anglican rite. Yeah, I think it's Anglican. And the, Anglican the, usage or something. Yeah, but here's the Anglican. cool thing that I just found out: the, yeah. the Bishop of Canterbury, right? The chair yeah, of yeah, yeah. Saint Augustine of Canterbury yeah, yes, yes. Uh, is uh, is uh, and and the Anglican Archbishop of Canterbury still says. Still claims to sit on the seat of Augustine, Augustine, of, Canterbury. Augustine of Canterbury. But yeah. here's the feast was only two days ago. Two days. That's why it's coming up. Did you know, and I didn't, that the Archbishop of Canterbury has a spiritual director who is a Catholic monk? Ah, huh, I wonder which one. I don't know. I probably know him because yeah. he would be an English Benedictine, and my monastery was founded by English Benedictines. That's right. I've been to your yeah. monastery in in England. That's right, and they yeah. weren't very nice to you. As I, I was pretty, I was I, I interrupted prayers. I, oh, I thought okay. it was over, and it wasn't. Well, done. still, you know, they can't. Uh, yeah. like, no, but they were great. I met no, one of the some... ladies who's I think a third order. Or Maybe a guy. Oblate. 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 Yeah. She invited me to her house for dinner and oh, all kinds great. of stuff. They oh, were good. Great. So, England and uh, the Archbishop of Canterbury, Canterbury is getting great instruction good. from a monk. Excellent. Right. Excellent. So, that was that. I'm running out of cool stuff. Well, I don't know. Boring stuff here, boring uh, I'll pull something boring out. Here. Here. This is about as boring as it comes. Yep. Okay. Well, that's just a magic marker. And you're right. There is no story behind this. 
Although, well, they might have probably found it. Okay, I get all of my pens. I haven't bought a pen in 20 years because I just look around at the floor when I walk through the high school and take We're all... Aw. We're going to sign off. Okay. We ran out of time. Good. I'm sorry. We're we'll see you next cool week. We're running out of cool things in my drawer anyway. <laughs> see ya.